Hi guys, welcome back to Mommyhood Redeemed. I'm here again with my good friend Lauren. Hey guys. And we are so excited to be diving into our first real topic today. And we thought, what better way to start than talking about redeeming mommyhood, which is what we've named our podcast. So what does that really mean? In order for any of us moms to really grasp what it means to redeem mommyhood, we really have to start at ground zero, the gospel. Uh, That word gospel is thrown around so much in today's Christian circles. Oftentimes it is misunderstood and misrepresented. We really wanted to take a few minutes to explain what the true biblical gospel is before we talk about how that gospel gives us power to redeem mommyhood. All right. So the gospel is the good news. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul simply says that the gospel is that Jesus Christ died for us and was buried and rose again three days later. Um, It's such a simple message, uh, so simple that even a child can understand it. It's the glory of Christ. It's the fact that there's a holy God who made us, and his holiness means that he's perfect in every single way, and that we're not. We've all fallen short. We've all sinned. Um, Whether we've sinned one time or 1,000 times, it doesn't matter. We've missed the mark, and we can't be in the presence of a holy, perfect God when we are not holy like he is. We're hopeless as sinners. Yet God loved us so much that he was willing to send his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to this earth, this sin-tainted, evil, corrupt world to live a perfect life despite temptation and the surroundings of just evil all around him. And then to die a horrible death, uh, the most miserable and just humiliating death possible on the cross. And yet it wasn't finished. That wasn't the end of the story. And God had planned from the beginning of time to, to make just beauty out of what seemed so horrific by raising him from the dead on that third day. And that's the great salvation story that Christ paid for our sins so that we don't have to, that if we put our faith and our trust and our hope in what he did for us and in who he is, that God will see us as Christ, that he will forgive us, that when we tell him and and ask him to forgive us and to erase those sins that have tainted us that he will see us as pure and white and holy like he is. Um, It just, it's amazing. It's such a gift. It's um, something we could never deserve, something we could never earn. There's no amount of good works or good things that you could do to merit God's favor. Um, Like I said, it's one sin casts you out, and yet one act, no matter, will erase one sin or a thousand sins, whatever it is. Um, just to bring us into that everlasting relationship with Christ, um, with God in heaven forever. And so we just pray that if this is a message that you haven't ever heard, that you would stop and that you would Mm -hmm. see yourself the way that God sees us, which is as a sinner. And yet you would see how beautiful and great and glorious and loving he is in extending forgiveness and in extending everlasting life to us when we deserved nothing, um, nothing even close to that. 
again, it's just the good news that the everlasting, the ever-increasing joy of the never-boring, never-ever unsatisfying because he's completely satisfying Christ is ours forever it's free it's eternal and it's by faith in the sin forgiving death and the hope giving resurrection of Jesus Christ so remember it is only through Christ transforming and redeeming work in our own lives through that gospel that we can truly redeem mommyhood for our good and for God's glory Oh my goodness, Vanessa. Amen. Um, motherhood is so hard. It's exhausting. And oftentimes we feel hopeless and defeated and empty. Um, I know I do. Uh, the everyday can become monotonous and mundane and the repetitive tasks and responsibilities can just leave us feeling weary and wondering what in the world we got ourselves into. What is the purpose of all of this? Absolutely. But if you're saved and you love Christ, then you know the gospel is your lifeline. It's the most important thing to you. And yet, if you're like me or Lauren, you can oftentimes feel like what you're doing at home as a mom just doesn't matter. Nobody watches you. Nobody sees what you're doing. You don't get any praise. The only one who has eyes on you 24-7 and sees all the big and little things that you're doing is the Lord. And so it's easy for us to lose sight you know, in those dirty dishes or dirty diapers or that morning sickness that you might have. The heart of the gospel is sacrifice. There's no other calling in life that requires sacrifice uh, in the way that mommyhood does. Motherhood gives us a daily opportunity and literally forces us to daily choose Mm -hmm. to lay down our lives for the better of another as we seek to win the souls of our children. They are our ministry. They are our mission field. Yes. And so when we start to shift our perspective and we start to see our role as a mom, as a mission field and a ministry, because that's absolutely what it is, everything starts to change. We can start to sweep our floors with a joyful heart and Mm -hmm. we can wipe up all those messes for the hundredth time with happiness. Mm -hmm. And we see there's purpose in our disciplining and in our training. We find joy in the mundane and hope in the moments of despair because we know that he is at work. Mm -hmm. The gospel, it empowers us. We know that the gospel is all about God's grace. It's, it's his grace. That's going to supply us every single day with everything that we need moment by moment. So when we're weak, we can trust that he is strong. He's going to meet us. And when we come to him just empty and utterly dependent and a desire, um, that we have just to be used, he's going to be faithful to equip us and he will use us. He wants us to come to him every day, to lay it all down and to just empty ourselves before him and show him and cry out to him that we are dependent upon him, that the very grace that saved us, that that moment that we came to him is that same grace that we need today mm-hmm. to uh, just sustain us in these moments. And we have to hand over our desire to control to try and do everything in our own strength because we can't and to just rest in his strength and in his power. We need to embrace that gospel and the power that it gives us. And it's going to be through that, that gospel that our mommyhood is redeemed for his glory. So how does this gospel transformation that's happened within our own hearts and in our lives, the work that God's done in us really enable us to redeem mommyhood? 
we could talk about this for a long time and we're still growing in this um, each and every day. But since we don't have a ton of time, we just wanted to touch on a couple things that we hope will encourage you and um, just leave you just challenged as it has us. Mm-hmm. So first, the gospel en- enables us to redeem mommyhood in our thinking. So moms are often driven by our emotions, right? That our perspective mm-hmm. is easily shifted by the surrounding circumstances of our lives, a bad day, a sick kid, financial woes, a husband who isn't meeting our needs, uh, despair, discouragement, bitterness, um, anger, and so many other emotions can drive us mamas to thinking both unbiblically and unhelpfully. This is so true. Um, This is something that I can personally speak to, something that I struggle with probably on almost a daily basis, um, whether it's having just a ton of discipline issues, having a bunch of kids that are sick with the stomach flu, um, just feeling um, worried about maybe a developmental delay in one of my kids, or um, just the list goes on, where instead of stopping and praying about something or thinking truth about something, I start to go down the road of the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And I start to let my mind wander, my thoughts wander. I start to just have an attitude that isn't gospel centered. It isn't right. It's um, my, it's Vanessa centered and it's, how is this going to affect me and my day or my life? How is this going to affect my children and their life? Um, Mm -hmm. How can I fix this? How can I, um, whatever it might be, um, how is this going to end up? Um, trying to get to the conclusion when I really don't even know what the outcome is going to be. And it's just been not the right type of thinking. It's not the right type of perspective to have. It's not something that is going to set a tone in my home for my kids or my husband mm-hmm. um, that is God-honoring, that is gospel-centered. And so often mothers really do set the tone in their homes for everybody else. So if mom has a perspective um, she's thinking about something that isn't right and true. It's going to often lead others down to stray and to think things that aren't right or true. Um, we have to remember that, you know, for me, you know, I have to remind myself, okay, this is just a day. This is just a moment. And if I'm worried about something or anxious about something or thoughts coming to my head that, you know, just are not gospel centered and our worst case scenario, Christ wants me to stop. And to just pray and to give it to him and ask him to transform those thoughts, um, Mm -hmm. to bring them back to truth, as opposed to just letting myself go loose in my emotions and in my thinking that Mm -hmm. is really so unbiblical. That's that's so true. And that's so convicting. It's, It's hard to remember to do that. And two verses actually popped into my mind as I was thinking about how we can redeem mommyhood with our thinking. And uh, the first one is Philippians 4, 8, and it talks about how we're to think upon the things that are lovely and pure and true. So often mothers will think upon the what ifs, right? We do that constantly, or at least I do. Um, And the worst case scenarios are the whys, thoughts that lead us down a path of despair and even distrust in our faithful and good God. Um, We must turn um, in turn, choose to think truth, to choose to cast out those thoughts and, or emotions and instead fill our mind with truth from scripture. We have to empower our thinking with the gospel. 
no matter our situation or where our emotions may be leading us, there's always hope in and through the gospel. And the second verse that um, I love is Second uh, Corinthians ten five, and to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So how do we do this? Anytime a thought comes into our minds that is not of the Lord, not biblical, we must literally stop it immediately and turn and in turn fill our mind with his truth. So it's not just, it's like literally, it might sound strange, but literally stopping what you're thinking about and um, thinking on the truth, literally like reciting, reciting a Bible mm-hmm. verse or uh, anything that you can to think of on truth and not those lies that the enemy yeah. is telling you. And when our thinking is transformed through the gospel, our motherhood is transformed in big and small ways in the mundane moments in the life. Absolutely. Moments. Not only does the gospel redeem the way that we think in order to redeem mommyhood, but it also does in our speaking. Uh, if you guys are anything like Lauren and myself, I'm sure that you have found yourself asking your little ones for forgiveness. I probably do this every single day, uh, just whether it's after, you know, just being impatient and saying something uh, in frustration, or it is saying something that's unkind or not loving. It happens to the best of us. And we get so worked up or so overwhelmed or so drained or we're so tired, whatever it is, we're stressed out, we have anxious feelings and thoughts, or we're scared about something. The list just goes on and it often just drives us um, in the way that we speak to our kids. And there really is never any excuse for us to use ill words, to have the wrong tone of voice, to speak in anger ever. Ever. And it's very convicting that we're talking about this too. Um, so in the kind of a really practical example, when my youngest pushes, you know, his brother, I'll politely and kindly and ask Mm -hmm. him to stop, you know, don't push your brother. Well, in his toddler way, you know, he'll continue to push his brother and I will continue to try and be polite. And the longer it goes, the more buttons he pushes, the more frustrated I get. And then, you know, my voice gets louder and louder. And so does, and so does theirs. So they are learning, you know, I'm not being a good example. I'm getting frustrated and heated. And now my toddler who just needed consistency and kindness of me disciplining him, you know, he's now next time his brother's doing something, he's going to start getting louder and louder. And this is not the way we are to talk to our kids. And believe me, like, this is not something I do seldom. This is, this is on a daily basis that I struggle with this. And um, it's probably one of the biggest things I struggle with. And so um, being able to stop what I'm doing and taking a break in a practical way, like going upstairs or just putting my son up in his room to play quietly with books. So I don't have to get frustrated. Like this is a, it's a, it's a big, um, a big issue that I'm definitely praying on every day and working on every day. So. Me too. Just tone of voice and just speech. And even just to kind of even expand on that example, just even um, in my selfishness, when I'm busy doing something that I want to be doing, or I, maybe I need to be doing and, you know, they're irritating me and they really need me to stop and be patient and correct them for something or help them with something. And I just snap at them 
for no reason, just because I'm frustrated because they're bothering me or they're interrupting something that I'm doing. Just not, not the right attitude, not the right heart. Psalm 144.3 says to set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth to keep watch over the door of my lips. Uh, just wouldn't that be our prayer if we could just, through the power of the gospel and that transformation that has taken place in our lives, um, just be able to keep a guard over our lips. We're no longer bound to sin. So we have the ability to say no um, to those those moments where we might lash out in anger or frustration. Proverbs twelve eighteen says that the words of the reckless are piercing like a sword. That is so convicting because words are powerful and they mm-hmm. hurt and they hurt deep and they hurt for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we just need to take, um, take action against our mouths and Ephesians 4.29 talks about letting no corrupting talk come out of our mouths, but only such that is good for building up as is fit for the occasion. And our jobs as moms is to edify and encourage our kids, it's to build them up, it's to teach them what it means to walk like Christ. And we need to do that in our day-to-day interactions with them. That's one of the most valuable ways that we can do uh, gospel ministry towards them and showing them what it means to be a Christian. And lastly, kind of along mm-hmm. the same lines, the gospel just enables us to redeem our mommyhood in our actions. So this is huge. This is the doing. This is how James talks about we need to be doers of the word and not simply just hearers mm-hmm. or we're deceiving ourselves. We can't just be preachers. We have to walk what we talk. And so they hear us talk about Christ all day long. They hear us talk about the gospel all the time. But do they see it? Do they see us living it out day by day? Do our actions match what we're saying? If you're like me, there's going to be a lot of days that you can probably look back on, maybe even every day, where you find yourself not mirroring Christ in the way that we act towards our kids. We have to remember that Christ was sacrificial and selfless in the entirety of those words, perfectly. Obviously, we're not going to ever be perfect in that, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't strive for that. We shouldn't strive to be Christ-like in the way that we act towards our children. We know that God is working in us and he's going to continue to sanctify us in that area. And we need to be looking to the interests of others first, just like he did. Uh, Sacrificial and selfless love is probably the best picture of the gospel to anyone, let alone our children. Uh, I'm reminded of Galatians 5, where Paul just talks about the fruits of the spirit. He talks about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I just look at that list and I, I ask myself, like, do I mirror Christ in the fruits of the spirit? Are these fruits, which are really just, uh, they should be blooming in our lives as we've been changed by the gospel. Are they being seen in my day-to-day interactions with my kids? And if you're like me, I'm sure there are a few of those on there, if not more, that you probably struggle in. You know, if I asked my kids, does mommy show you patience? Does mommy show you goodness? Does mommy show you, you know, faithfulness? Is she kind? Is she joyful all the time? Uh, Very convicting for me and something that I definitely want to strive in just growing in. Because I know that as my kids see fruit in my life and in the way that I act towards them, they're going to see more of Christ. So our hearts are reflected in both our speech and our actions as we mother. 
And we continually just have to ask ourselves every day, do we display Christ and a transformed life to our kids? Oh my goodness. That is, again, this is so good. This is so convicting. Um, So only the gospel can really transform our mothering. There's no greater purpose as a mother than to redeem it for God's glory and your children's good to find ways in the day-to-day to exhibit Christ's love and behavior so that our kids see the gospel's power in action. Will we ever be perfect in this? No, of course not. We are always being refined, sanctified, and molded more and more into the likeness of Christ. But as we grow and change, there will be more and more moments in the everyday and in this season where we see our mommyhood redeemed. So take heart, dear sisters. Our labor is not in vain. The task at hand is impossible. But with the power of the gospel and his grace each and every day, we can redeem mommyhood. And as we said earlier, we could go into much more depth on this topic of redeeming mommyhood, and we just might in some future episodes. But we're going to stop here for today. We just pray that these little tidbits of biblical truth would leave you the way that they've left us, just encouraged and challenged. So thanks so much for listening today, and we look forward to continuing on this journey with you as we all seek to redeem mommyhood every day for God's glory through the power of the gospel.